Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Extra Juicy, Juicy Scoop. That's right. This is where I go through the week, talk about some of the shows that happened, what was maybe a lot of people buzzed about or not. I also get into some more personal stuff. Um, in this one, I have some juicy stories about my life from the past 15 years with some housewives and things that reminded me of them and watching their latest episodes. So let's get into it. First, I just want to say, yes, Ryan Seacrest did have somewhat of a scandal, not compared to other men his age, but there was some accusation made by, I believe, a wardrobe assistant at E. There was an investigation, but I guess there was not enough to get him in trouble. There was It was unfounded or whatever. So when I say that I think he has a pretty clean record in this industry for a man his age, yeah, I I stand by that. All right, let's get into it now. I did watch most of Real Housewives of OC. I know I haven't covered it that much, but I did watch it. And I really got invested in the Heather Dubrow, IMBD, Taylor Armstrong scoop. Now, I want to also say, I think one of the nicest compliments I get from doing this podcast is when someone writes on my YouTube or under my Instagram, I don't even watch these reality shows. I don't watch, and just like that, I don't watch Housewives. I don't watch Vanderpump. But Heather makes it interesting and why it's a cultural phenomenon. So I will, I'm not going to do like, you know, every little recap of the show, but I will tell you why this is interesting. So Taylor Armstrong, who came over from um, Beverly Hills, which by the way, I had a long visit with Taylor Armstrong. We were both in New York City doing the upfronts for Bravo and E. That is where, because I was on Chelsea Lately and also did um, After Lately, they invited just a couple of us from the show. It was Sarah Colonna, who, by the way, um, unfortunately, Sarah's dad has passed away. So sent her some love as a, as a girl who has also lost a dad to cancer. It is. It doesn't matter that they're... I mean, I, I, you guys know, it just is a really hard, hard thing. And even when your loved one is suffering and even when they've lived a full life, um, you know, I always, I was just like, no man will ever love me the way my dad did. He just absolutely adored me. And I know that Sarah's dad did too. So just reminding me of that. So give her a love, keep her in, her, in your prayers. So Sarah Colonna, Brad Wallach, another son that was just brought up. Where's Brad Wallach? Brad Wallach was the redhead on Chelsea lately. Um, I think he just did Chris Frangiola's show, so check that out, cover to cover. 
He is a great guy. We, we always had so much fun working on the show together. Um, but he, even though he appeared on the show, he was also an executive. And he went on to do other shows like David Spade's show that ended because of COVID. And so, I mean, I think he's just still in the behind the scenes part of entertainment. And he is great. We've run it. We've had a couple lunches over the years with this other guy, Tom, who was the other EP and they work together and we're all good. Love him to death. Anyway, so Brad, myself and Sarah went to the upfronts, which was like, you meet these advertisers and it's just like a big thing and it's a fun trip. And Taylor Armstrong was there and I had just finished reading her book. And I believe this is after, unfortunately, God, I don't remember. I would have to go back and look at the time. But at, for those of you who don't know, this girl, Taylor Armstrong, was on Beverly Hills Housewives. And she had this husband named Russell. And Camille Grammer revealed while they were filming at Lisa Vanderpump's house that she that he hits her. A very dark moment. And she that's where the famous sign of Camille Grammer goes. And now we've said it. Now we've said it. And it appears that some of the other people may have known, like Adrian Maloof or whatever, and didn't bring it up on camera, was respecting the situation. So it got out with that. With that, They ended up getting divorced, or they were in the midst of a divorce, and he unfortunately killed himself. She then went on to marry her attorney, and they've been married for a long time, and they live in Orange County, and they raise their daughter, who must be like 16 now. And she's the first crossover to get on Real Housewives of OC, which is like a big deal for you to go from one franchise to the other. Anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed her. We went back to my hotel room. She was so shocked that I had read her book. She's like, wow. And then I brought up other Housewives books. And she's like, wow, you really like know how to read. And I mean, it's shocking to me that... When you absolutely know someone and you're they're a co-star, you personally know them or you grew up with them and they write a memoir, why you wouldn't go grab that book and read it in fucking six hours? I mean, it's like literally, she's like, none of my housewives have read my book. I'm like, oh my God. Anyway, it was pretty juicy. She grew up in Oklahoma. She came out to LA and, you know, met Russell. It was definitely like looking for a rich guy. I, I can't remember the show that much. But anyway, last night she revealed that she is bisexual and had a girlfriend for five years before getting married to this guy, Russell. So kind of interesting. Anyway, she gets on the show and she tells Heather Dubrow, Heather Dubrow is, you know, a former actress married to a plastic surgeon, tells Heather Dubrow, oh my God, I am so excited. I am doing this movie in Oklahoma. They have offered me a part. It's, you know, a big deal movie. And there's actually a part for you. And I brought them up to you and they are interested. And I just think since you're a real actress, Heather, you'd want to be in it. And Heather's like, <laughs> I don't know what this part is. I don't know. You don't just give parts away. I mean, there's a whole thing. How many hours do I have to work? How many days do I have a hair? Can I choose my own hair and makeup? Are there days for pickups? Is it SAG after? Is it union? What is my transportation there? Do I have my own personal driver from set? She's like going off. We're like, we get it. We get it. You're a legit real actress. So then 
Heather, and then Taylor and Tamara start to kind of rip on Heather Dubrow and that they the, these producers want Heather to put herself on tape reading the part. And she's like, isn't it weird that they just gave it to me and then they actually want Heather to audition? And Tamara's being kind of snarky, like, well, let's bring up her IMBD, which is basically your resume online. And she's like, wow, this stuff is from a really long time ago. I'm like, shut up, Tamara. You know what Heather Dubrow's life was. And this same thing happened when Heather Dubrow joined the show. So Heather Dubrow had all these parts. She was um, a regular on the Jenny McCarthy sitcom, which, by the way, had this guy in it who I had a crazy night making out with at Chateau Marmont. And he was a regular in the show. And he told me that he came out here from Chicago with his girlfriend who he was going to marry. And while he was auditioning for roles and whatnot, he'd come home and every day she was watching the Menendez trial. Her name was Anna. She ended up marrying one of the Menendezes. He would, the one of the, I think it's Eric. He would call the house and tell this guy, this struggling actor, like put my girlfriend on the phone, motherfucker. And he was like, what is happening? They break up. She marries him. And the Menendez brother ended up cheating on her, even though they never had conjugal visits. He cheated on her later on, because I remember seeing like a special on it. And she's like, I don't know what we're going to tell our friends. They're going to be so disappointed in him. And I'm like, your friends, what do you mean? Did you put him on speakerphone? He'd have like a dinner party. But he, some other girl started to write him and visit him. And that's so she broke up with him. Anyway, I always thought that was just so funny that... That you that a girl would cheat on a struggling actor with a person who was accused of murdering both their parents. Okay. Anyway, he was on the Jenny McCarthy show too. I auditioned for the Jenny McCarthy part to be the best friend, and I was very excited because I thought I liked Jenny McCarthy. The part was they were two Catholic girls that now live in LA from Chicago, and I read for that part and I didn't I honestly didn't really even come close but I didn't get it and Heather Page Kent is what she went by she got the part then I remember seeing this other show she was in which was about a 33 year old woman who goes back to college and Gina Rollins or no it wasn't Gina Rollins no it wasn't Gina Rollins it was another Ellen Burstein who's a famous actress played her mother and it was like a CBS, 8 o'clock at night, big show, and Heather Page Kent was the star of it. Anyway, so many years back, she gets on the show. Tamara invites, introduces me to her. Oh, before she introduced me to her, I'm watching the show. And Alexis Bellino is ripping on her alleged acting career. She is also saying, I've never seen her or anything. Is she really an actress? Being kind of snooty. Because Heather DeBrow had just joined the show. The one and only time I was on Watch What Happens Live, I went on with Tamara because we were very close and she was like, I'm going to get on Watch What Happens Live and I got you on and I was so excited. And and so I said uh, to Chelsea and my bosses, can I go on Watch What Happens Live and I'll, I'll only miss Monday work because I'm going to be there for the upfronts in New York. That's where I met Taylor. I'm going to spend the night. I'm just thinking this is kind of a crazy weekend i'm going to spend the night sunday night stay one more day because that sunday i'm going to do the show with Tamara, and i kind of regret what i wore i i was sort of wearing like a luann inspired off the shoulder turquoise dress and i actually never watched it back it was on my dvr and i kept putting it off to watch it and then we like switched 
servers or whatever. And then when I came and everything was erased and all of a sudden we were like Dish Network and we weren't whatever we were before. So I never actually saw my episode that I was on. The one and only time I was on Walter Tom's Live. Tamara and I go out. We have fun. We have some drinks. And that night I had the weirdest fucking dream that I'm like literally like this guy is on top of me. I feel the hairs of his arms and it was so creepy and it was like I couldn't get him off of me. This was the dream. The next day, my PR person calls me and goes, I know this is a weird thing to ask, but do you have a ghost story? And I'm like, you mean like A&E's, whatever it's called. It was, what was it called? It was called um, Celebrity Ghost Story. And I said, it's crazy. If you would have asked me two days ago, I would have said, no, I do not. But now that you asked me, I did have a really weird thing happen at the London Hotel in New York this past weekend when I was doing the E upfronts and they watch what happens live. And I tell the story and he's like, okay. And I go, but it's, I'm kind of like not into ghosts and psychics. Like, does this even pay? And he goes, yes, it pays $6,000. And I was like, oh, I've got a ghost story. So I um, have to talk to the guy. And I talked to my one friend who like worked on like ghost television or whatever. And she's like, you got to add more to the story. Ghosts always fuck with the heater. So like add that like it was suddenly cold and then it was suddenly hot in the room. And I go, well, I did keep like misplacing my lip liner. And like, that was weird. Like I could, it, the lip liner kept, seemed to be kept moving and I'm pretty organized when I travel because I do my own hair and makeup. So then as I'm telling the producer, I'm like, so is this guy like a cross-dressing, dressing like old rapist that's like into wearing my makeup, but also has hairy arms and like wants to fuck me? It was so weird. Anyway, I got on the show and, um, and I remember I lied to the people at Chelsea lately, including Rod Wallach. And I said, oh, Friday, we didn't tape. And I go, Friday, I'm going to be late. I have a doctor's appointment. Anyway, I printed out the directions to the place in Burbank and I forgot to pick it up and it was in the copier at Chelsea lately. And then when I got there at like 12 o'clock, they were like, we know you lied. We know that you did celebrity ghost stories and that is so fucking cheesy. Like you're such a loser for doing it. And at the time, Diablo Cody was a really good friend of Chelsea's and her husband was working on our show as an editor. And she's the person who wrote Juno. And I think Sarah was going to be in one of her movies. And I remember I'm like, I'm sorry I'm not in a Diablo Cody movie, but it pays $6,000. And that is practically a full year of Catholic school for one of my three kids. And we weren't taping. And so, yeah. It's like the executive producer who was this woman is like, well, you just have to be really transparent. I'm like, oh my God. Anyway, the show came out and I was so, it was so ridiculous because I, Peter was laughing so hard. He'd never seen me be like serious in any television thing because he'd only seen my Chelsea lately. And I have to, like they had me keep saying like how scary it was and the arms and how he was pushing his, thrusting his body against mine and how I couldn't find my lip liner. It was just so. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Anyway, so when I'm on that Watch What Happens Live, I bring up that, yes, Heather Page Kent, Heather Page Kent is what she went by before Dubrow, was I was always going up for the same parts as she, and she would get them. There was like another part that she got as well. I cannot remember. But it was definitely the Jenny McCarthy and then something else. And then I saw that, oh, when the actual show came out, I saw the previews and I was like, oh, that girl, that other Heather, because her name was Heather. So then, of course, she loved me because I stood up for her on the show. And she's like, you know, so then I go out to Newport one night and I have dinner with Tamara and Heather at we go to drinks at her house, the first house that you saw on the show. And the six of us with the husbands go out to eat. It's really fun and we're friendly. And then when I started my Juicy Scoop podcast at Podcast One, she was like, this is amazing. Do you want me to come on? And she called in and then she, um, her people got her a podcast there, which I thought was great. And then she started her podcast pretty shortly after mine. Like I want to say like within six months. Anyway, when the weird guy at Podcast One who has passed um, Norm Pattis was caught on tape asking to hold my breasts while I read a third love ad. And I left the show and I eventually shared that audio, which was, I had it because I had all the audio. And I was like, I don't know. He said it was a joke. Is it a joke? And of course, people freaked out. Anyway, during that time, I think because she stayed at Podcast One, then, of course, the fans were going to her, Heather DeBro, why aren't you sitting in for Heather McDonald? You're staying at Podcast One, which I said, please, it, it just because my experience was my experience, hers can be hers. And you're not going to like leave your podcast network because one creep was gross to your to someone that you are kind of friendly with. So, but we've never had an issue or anything. So I'm watching the show and 
the Taylor Armstrong girl who's doing this movie, I don't know if Randall Emmett is fucking doing the producing or what, or like where there's giving people parts or some rich person probably in Oklahoma is financing it because there's a lot of really like rich people in Oklahoma that have several businesses. And I know that like billionaires live there. So I don't know. Sometimes billionaires just want to like, or multimillionaires just want to be, you know, in the movie business. I don't know what this, this stupid movie is, but anyway, she's kind of ripping on Heather. Now they go to this dude ranch thing, which just seemed awful and weird. And they go on a bull riding, which we've seen this before. This was another story from the past at the groundbreaking party of Heather's, we were still very friendly. She invited me. And I remember I brought Brandon and Mackenzie. Drake was gone. Brandon was seen in that episode. He was also seen in an episode of or, of when we went to Heather's house. And that was the first time I met Tamara. And you see Brandon's about four. And he's going um, up and down the slide of the grotto while she's like crying to Simon because Simon is like just being a kind of had had it with um ryan her son anyway so i'm watching this and oh so then they go on the bull and that's tamra went on the bull at the at heather's old party back you know 10 10 years ago and falls off and breaks her wrist so now they're at this dude wrench and they're like let's go all ride this bull again every single one of these women are wearing skirts and I'm like, so do the producers want you to wear skirts? It seemed weird that every single one of them were wearing skirts when they knew they were going to hop on a bull riding thing. Anyway, um, and why you'd get on it again and why are we doing this? So then they go to dinner and it comes up between Heather and Taylor. And I thought Heather Page Kent Dubrow handled it perfectly. She was like, you're being rude. She goes, no, I, I saw that you had something and it lasted 22 episodes. She's like, what are you saying? And Taylor goes, no, 22 episodes, that's a lot. And she's like, no, it sounds like you're mocking it and or whatever she said. And I'm like, this, these bitches, okay, that have never had to read lines, audition, be in a play, these housewives. And you know, I love them and I enjoy them, but I, I am defensive of of them saying that you know dissing heather page Kent, page Kent or dissing kenya like kenya's actually worked or you know the girls on atlanta or candy or anybody that's actually had you know a real career of some sort before getting housewives i don't like when another housewife like this is what they've actually done in the industry as an actor or performer or a singer or whatever and honestly out of all the housewives heather page kent dubrow is the most accomplished she just is she had a she starred in a series she was a co-star in a series and she's had guest stars she's done movies i mean that is like legit and she did have a good chunk of money when she married Terry Dubrow to put down on their initial home. And then, of course, she had her kids and wasn't really wasn't acting while she was in OC. And now she left the show. Now she's come back to the show and whatever she does, you know, but she made the most out of being on Real Housewives of OC with, with all the other things that she's done since. But I'm telling you, as someone that like, fucking had to go to my agents, pick up a script, 
memorize the lines. I'd like, I remember I'd have to go all the way from Woodland Hills because we didn't have emails and stuff. All the way from Woodland Hills, pick up the actual script at the, at the, uh, I think I was at APA, the APA then. All the way, like on Wilshire, get it, practice it that night, read it, possibly work with a coach, but a lot of times I didn't, which is probably why I didn't get it. And then go in there, waste an entire day, read the lines, hope that you did good, go to a callback, then be put on hold, then have to go through the entire contract of what you'd make if you got it. It's between you and two other people, and then you don't get it. Like, just shut up. You know, it was rude. And I thought, I thought Heather handled it great. I really did. And that was a really, to me, a juicy soon scene for me, knowing all the players personally. And so she, Heather posted on, Heather DeBro posted on her Instagram, like, here's a couple things for my IMBD page. And she put all of the posters of the shows that she'd done, which is extremely impressive. And I wrote, you know, under there, I said, yeah, I remember an agent calling me and saying, I'm sorry, Heather Page Kent got the role over you. And I said, really, again, what is with this girl, Heather? And just because I thought you were similar aged, I think we're almost the same age or like she's whatever, six months older or something. We're like the same age, we have brown hair, brown eyes, similar body type, you know, we're going out for sitcom stuff. So that's why, you know, um, I I just thought, so there you go for that. That That is all I really care about in the show right now. That, to me, was very interesting. Um, the three Amigas did a live show at Irvine, and I saw some clips from it, and they all looked really cute in these um, three Amigas. Like They looked like they were like mariachi band singers, but in shorts and black tights. Of course, some people are like, they're doing appropriation. I'm like, you know what? No one is going to care that these women in their late 50s and 60s are dressed like mariachi people singing Pour Some Tequila on Me to that song that is like, Pour Some Tequila on Me. It's fun. That's the clip they showed. I'm sure people had a great time going to it. Um, I am curious if they do it more places than Irvine because as more and more people do live shows, whether they're housewives or podcasters or whatever, as someone who's done both um, and, and also a stand-up, I know that when you, especially when you travel, if the three of them are going to go travel somewhere, it's going to be a lot of expense. And if they were to ask me my advice, which none of they had, I have some ideas of what they should do with this to not spend all their money on hair, makeup, traveling, where they should go. But honestly, my advice is probably just stick with like a local situation or maybe never do it again. Because once you start getting all of you and you go to like, you know, some other cities or whatever, and then Vicky does the math and realizes that she made, you know, $1,500 for me for, and she was gone three weeks and had to fly five hours each way. And she went, she wasn't doing her work at like she will not be happy with that um, business plan. So, okay. Real Housewives of New Jersey. Melissa was seen wearing a bathing suit with like a like multicolored pride type of rainbow 
just getting her gas. And a lot of the people that are team Teresa said, oh my God, she absolutely called the paparazzi to like, why are the paparazzi just hanging out at a gas station? And she just happens to drive up and pump her gas. Of course, she called the paparazzi. Who cares? You know, she did fix her house. Um, she fixed the roof line. And a lot of people were saying, you know, oh my God, Joe Gorga, her husband, he um, he was the one that designed the house. And now she's saying, oh, because of COVID protocols, we couldn't do our construction until now. Well, that is the one thing that didn't stop. Real estate and construction and remodeling was like one of the things that honestly really didn't slow down during COVID. But who cares? The house looks a lot better. But what would they have ever changed it had the fans, the Real Housewives fans, not like made a huge deal over how bad the roof line of the house looked? But now I think it looks very nice. Um, Madonna, that was awful. Um, latest at this recording is Madonna had this infection. She had a really bad fever. She was in ICU. I kind of feel like the news reports are making it a little more severe than it is, which I hope that's the case, you know. Um, but she was going on tour, and now the tour is canceled. There is a little bit, and that's why this is Patreon. There is a little bit that I um, worry about um, that I wonder if this isn't as serious. Let's hope it's not as serious. I don't know. what Was her tour sold out? I'm sure one of you guys would know. Or is it something that she was like, why the fuck do I want to do this? Again, Trey Amigos, if Madonna <laughs> is wanting to bail on her tour, I'm just saying you might want to reconsider. Um, it's a lot more work than people think, and it's a lot more exhausting. And then if for some reason it's not selling out, you know, you might want to not do it. But she is 66 years old. I don't care how much plastic surgery you have. 66 is 66 and you know she's had like hip issues and things like that but I hope this was just a weird infection thing and she's fine but maybe this tour won't come back I don't know um oh Adele we talked about on the show earlier that Adele is really trying to crack jokes and I, I mean clearly what does she think she's Heather McDonald she's like talking in the middle of her show about Vanderpump now I'm like all right girl can we have one fucking thing can we please um, Tom Sandoval is the, I just saw a post that he's not filming Vanderpump Rules right now, which they've already gotten photos of Katie and Ariana filming because he is doing that special forces show, allegedly. That is where stars have to be like basically Navy SEALs or special forces in Britain, which is like the British version of Navy SEALs. Dr. Drew did it. And I'm good friends with Dr. Drew, and I don't know why he did this. I said, this absolutely sounds like the most horrific thing I've ever heard of. He, they went to like Jordan and in the Middle East, and he got really sick because it was so hot. He got really sick, and they had to pull him out like the first day. And he is a fit guy, but he's over 60. And um, I watched, and actually Kenya was in it, and she did really well. I watched some of it, but once my friend was off the show, I'm like, I don't really care, you know? And Susan Pinsky, his wife, is like, Heather, are you, are, do you not like the show? I'm like, I honestly didn't really like it. I really did not like Special Forces. They absolutely should pick 
Tom Sandoval because people will watch to see how he does. I think he'll probably do pretty well because some of it is mind games and stuff, but let's be honest, the most athletic people do the best because, and he has a good body. I mean, he's, I assume he's pretty athletic. So, um, yeah, going to Mars and, um, whatever that show was, and then act doing special forces. Do not call me for that. You can call me for dancing with the stars. You can call me for mask singer. Um, any kind of apprentice. If that ever comes back, I would do that. Um, big brother. Sure. Why not? Um, yeah, those, those I'd be down to do. Let's see. Um, so that's kind of juicy. Oh, more on the Kevin Costner divorce. Now, Kevin, the latest I just saw on page six is saying, no, I'm not paying her $248,000 a year. I count her at 51,000, not a year, sorry, 248,000 a month in child support. He said, no. I count her at 51000 a month. That should be plenty because I pay for the one kid's private school. I pay for the other one's car insurance. I pay for all their activities and health insurance. So 51000 should cover it. $248,000 she'll be spending on herself because she spends 100000 a month on plastic surgery. I mean, I don't care how much stuff you get done. 100000 a month would be a lot. I think you could spend... I think there's women, if you're just getting like everything, the M sculpt, the lashes, the facials, the Botox, someone coming over and working you out, someone blowing your hair three times a week, makeup a couple times a week, you know, facials, rejuvenation, vaginal rejuvenation. If you were doing everything and literally like at a esthetician's plastic surgeon office several days, I, I still think it'd be hard to even spend like 30 grand on that. I think that'd probably be the max. Um, you know, because if you get Botox and stuff, you don't have to go every month for that. You go like every three. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. I mean, I go to Dr. Kasabian and it lasts more like four months. I'm just saying at Lyft MD, he's very good in Beverly Hills. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Pete Davidson. This was crazy the way the universe works. So when I was in Cabo and we had a really nice time in Cabo, um, I was talking to my friend about um, Cindy Crawford and the Casamigos. Of course, Cindy Crawford is married to Randy Gerber and they have a house in Cabo and they were talking about the um, Casamigos tequila. And I said, isn't their daughter, the Kaya girl, 
isn't she like engaged to someone now? And I go, God, they must have been so happy when she broke up with Pete Davidson. And I remembered that she dated Pete Davidson when she was like 18 and he was like 31 or something or something like that. I, I don't know. But still, anybody who's 18 dating someone over older than like 22, I think is kind of a big age difference at that time. And I was like, oh my God, I remember the parents showed up one time because he was having like a mental health break. And I said, who cares about the tattoos and all the stuff? But like, he has mental health issues and he has like drug addiction and stuff. And just, oh, to have your kid like wrapped up in with someone like that at 18, it's just not an ideal for a parent. I'm not saying these people can't make a lovely partner or whatever. It's not an ideal for, your, for a parent. The, within hours, I see on page six that he has checked, Pete Davidson has checked into a mental health and rehab center for his bipolar. So that is too bad. And I hope he does better. But just thought that was kind of um, interesting. All right. Now, can we please talk about, and just like that, you guys, <clears throat> I got some really great compliments of what I thought about the show and it hasn't really changed. This episode three is pretty fucking slow and boring and not that juicy. Carrie now been fired from her podcast because no one's interested in podcasts anymore, according to the sex to the, and just like that writers, but she did write a book loved and lost. And she has to read the audio. And she's like talking to this girl who's in her building, who's a jewelry designer. And she's like, as embarrassing as this sounds, I have to read my audiobook. She's like, why couldn't you have just gotten an actress like Juliana Moore or Juliana Margley? I'm like, what? When I, I did two books, You'll Never Blue Ball in This Town Again, and that was in 2010. And when that book came out, they this is how weird it was. They did not want me to read my biography. They're like, no, we're getting a professional reader to do it. And I said that I don't want it, that I don't that I don't authorize an audiobook. I don't care. I mean, I'm a comedian, it's my life story, and you literally are gonna get some girl from like Connecticut to talk like me. What? So then the book did so well that they came back several months later and they said, Okay, we will hire you. We'll give you three thousand dollars to read your own book, and um, but we're gonna do an abridged version. I'm like, all right, so it's a shorter version. So this is way before podcasting. And what they show in the show is very much like it. It's very tedious. It's very long. They're super strict about what you say. I've talked to a couple other people in the post-podcast world that have read their books. And now they're like, no, they're like chill about it because, you know, if you're already established and you already have a podcast, like what do you care if it's like a little, but I guess it kind of has to be exactly the book. Anyway, it's a big nightmare. I remember I did it like for, one week every day after Chelsea lately from six to 10. And it was like, I just wanted to be over with. So she's doing that. And she's also doing this weird thing where she takes like a long necklace and like just takes one part of it. She must like put it under her arm or something. So it's like underneath her blouse and off to the side. It's very odd. And that's sad because she's like crying about um, Big's death, even though she has yet to talk to him since he's been accused of sexual assault. Um you know, the, the the realtor girl who is smoking all the time. It's a real turnoff. It's really gross to me. I don't like it. That's her thing. 
They don't have any friend chemistry at all. And she is definitely, I guess, the Samantha character, you know, being mad and like, remember how like Samantha would be like, mm, that's my purse or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like they're really trying to make this woman like Samantha and her purse gets stolen and she finds it later, the Birkin bag. It's so boring. Who cares? Um, Again, we don't, oh, Charlotte, Charlotte and then, and the Nicole Parker character, they're on a MILF list at their ritzy school. And again, I kind of call bullshit. I'm sorry. Um, I just think there'd be like younger moms on it. I, I don't, anyway. But um, that's the story. And that was just a really lame storyline no one cared about. Again, nobody cares about anything but the Che and Miranda. That's all I care about is Che and Miranda. So, so che, they're back at the Warner Brothers studio and Che is going to have her scene where Tony Danza, her dad, calls her, calls them his little cannoli because now she's supposed to be half Italian, not half Mexican. And her acting is like really good in this. I'm telling you this, Sarah girl um, who plays the part, Ramirez, is just probably the best acting in the whole show. I'm sorry, it just is. As someone who's lived through this as a stand-up trying to get an acting job, it's good. And selling a show about myself and all that. So... But Miranda is worried about her son, which I thought that was really relatable. The son is like 18 and he's in Europe with his girlfriend and he breaks up with his girlfriend and he's super depressed. And as a mom of young adults and teens, I mean, I just think we're the, we're so terrified that our kid is going to like kill themselves. I mean, we just, it's something that you worry about no matter what, every single one of them. And like, so when your kid is, you just are not going to be that parent, like, suck it up, buddy. Like, you're just like, oh my God. So he's in Europe, you break, the girlfriend breaks up and she is like, I thought that was very realistic. And then she snuck her phone into the taping and the phone went off, ruined Che's scene with Tony Danza. And the non-binary showrunner was so horrible to her that would that part was fake. You would never scream at an audience member like that in front of a bunch of other audience members that would make everybody uncomfortable you could be pissed you could be pissed but someone would be like you're you know that was too much so she doesn't finish watching the show and the two of them have this like this moment where she's like i have to go see my son and she's like really like come on i mean it's my biggest night so this is not what I predicted for the Che and Miranda storyline. I predicted that she would see that she's cheating or something. Like I said, Che has become the only likable thing in this show. I cannot believe it, in my opinion. And um, I literally care so much about this crappy pilot. And I don't know. It's just I would have never guessed that I've taken this turn of events. But I just, I don't care about Charlotte and Nicole Parker. I don't care about Nicole Parker doing a um, documentary with the professor. I don't care that the professor is now single and going to date the audio guy. And the audio guy was like down her shirt. And like, by the way, again, when you are ever being mic'd for something, these audio guys are so nervous about ever being a, a, 
accused of touching your boob or anything. They're like, okay, can I? And I'll be like, just just do it. You have my permission. Just hook it because I can't hook it. And of course, he's like down her shirt, wants to ask her out. That part was so dumb. Um, Then she lies and says she has COVID because she does not want to continue to read her book. She's so lazy. I'm like, Drake's watching it, my son. And he's like, why is she? Why does she just read her thing? Like she doesn't even have her podcast anymore. I'm like, I know. Just like Kim Kardashian says, nobody wants to work anymore. It's so annoying. And um, so that's about it. Then there's really dumb thing about it, you guys. It just wasn't that good. I'm not going to go through every little thing. It just I don't know. I'm worried. I will never stop watching it. I will hate watch it, love watch it. But I'm really scared, you guys, that. Shay's not going to be in this show anymore. From what I see in the previews, we've got Aiden coming, thank God. We've got some other stuff happening. Charlotte's going to go back to work. Which, I God, Charlotte's character is really not interesting and feels really goofy and annoying. Um, and then these new characters suck. So, And then Carrie goes shoe shopping and she buys these shoes with like a plastic balloon on the top of them that are so ugly. Um, so I don't know. That's about it. You guys, I had a great um, time in Cabo and now coming up is, is a uh, July 4th weekend. And it was great being with my kids. And I hope that you guys are having um, a great week and you have some fun and you can enjoy some sun, sunny times. I hope wherever you are, it's sunny and nice weather and thank you so much for being part of this special juicy, extra juicy Patreon. Love you. Bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.